Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Guess what? This podcast has never felt so real. Uh, I was very unemployed today, but I, I gave myself a ton of work to do that I don't make money for, but it felt like a work day. Uh, anyway, not to bring us all down, we got an amazing episode for you. Oh my God, we have one of the funniest comedians in New York. I swear, I've seen her perform a lot lately. Uh, she's on MTV's Wild and Out. She's got a sick podcast called That Time of the Week Podcast. And you know what? She's touring a lot, so she may be coming to a city near you. We've got Maddie Smith with us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here, girl. It's good to see you uh, over Zoom. <laughs> I know. I haven't done a Zoom podcast in a while. I'm like, really? okay, throwback. Yeah, I gotta say you're so brave. I see your videos. You know, you do your podcast in person, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, you're doing it. That's a real podcast. I guess so. It's a lot of it's mostly work setting up equipment. It takes so fucking long to set up tripods. Ugh, you so you do it at, at like at your apartment. You set it up yeah. every time. Every time, yeah. Nice. It's a pain. But it you is know, a I pain. guess I guess that's part of uh, being a creative. That's you know? showbiz, baby. Set up those hey. tripods. Hey. I complain every time I have to do a voiceover audition because I have to go in my closet and set yeah. up to do that. And then I like to take it down because then I, c- I can't get to the things that are hanging in the closet. <laughs> right? And like, you and I are, you're, are you 30 and up? Are you over 30? Um, I'm going to say sure, but mentally no. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I yes. just feel like once you're 30, you don't leave stuff lying around like that. No, no. You're you're. you're tidier especially after a yeah. pandemic i feel like if i have shit out it's like uh, i've hit rock bottom right like it, i need yeah. my place to be a little clear yeah it pisses me off actually <laughs> i know and that's why i'm looking for a two-bedroom apartment where i can have a closet oh, that's yeah. just designated to 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 audio and yes. i could do this in there i could do everything yeah. in there wouldn't that yeah, be lovely go. that sounds amazing that's what you need then you could have your setup all the tripods are set up all the time and you I can know. close the door I know. Unfortunately, I moved into like a really nice apartment, so <laughs> I'm kind of screwed. That's not unfortunate. <laughs> Did you move recently? I moved like two months, through two and a half months ago, because I uh, went through a breakup. I'm fine, and I live alone for the first time ever. Oh my god! Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's a free woman. Unemployed. I've heard about the breakup on stage, but I didn't yeah. know that this also meant a move as well. Yeah. Left him, moved into my own place, and now I'm like, I don't need anyone in my life, ever. <laughs> I love it's living a, alone. <laughs> it's too risky. I'm like, why? I'm on dates, and I'm like, nope, no, no. You will not be coming back to my home, my cozy home. I have candlesticks. I'm not adding a man into my life. <laughs> and then you go to their places, and their interior decor is horrifying. Yes, yeah. A lot of, a lot of dark sheets. I feel like men always have why? really dark sheets i don't know and i hope that was a rich guy his like apartment furniture was was giving like hotel suite like box (laughs) leather yeah mm, huge coffee table (laughs) books i'm like have you ever opened any of those he's like nah he's like nah but i once went to a we work and i was like i like this aesthetic (laughs) hilarious that's exactly what it was his dining room table looked like a we work table i believe it i believe it ridiculous i how long were you in your relationship for Three years. Wow. And so you mm-hmm. lived together. Yeah, we lived together. And you, but, and you two know. of those years were during a, a global pandemic, right? Yeah. Wow. And in my opinion, I was like, I got to get out of this or else I will be sad forever. You have to like distance from the quarantine. Yeah. So whether that be like your apartment or your boyfriend, like you have to close up that chapter physically, yeah. in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I honestly, I commend you for it. I think a lot of people probably don't know what to do with themselves after yeah. that kind of time. So I know. you did it. You got out. You did it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Feeling good. I was once in an eight year relationship and I then lived oh alone God. for the first time after. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, it's, I love it. it's nice. <laughs> it's such a game changer, especially when you don't have to be like, what are we doing for dinner? It's always we. Get yeah. the fuck out of my face. Sorry, I've already sworn so many times. No, I, I, I curse a lot. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> People would laugh. They'd be like, finally, she met someone who can, who can curse yeah, as much finally. as that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're fine. Um, well, that's great. And obviously, you're doing well. You've been working throughout this whole time, right? Have you? Trying your to, show? yeah. Yeah. You've been touring a lot. You've been doing a lot of shows. I've been doing a lot of shows. I guess I'm technically unemployed uh, if you ask anyone who doesn't do comedy. Sure. But I would say I'm working mostly making money on the road now and then filming wild and out like every six months, which gives me a big chunk of change. That's great. Um, and then just like road and stand up and then occasional, you know, you book an occasional gig that they're like, how's 2000 sound? And you're like, uh, fine. Yeah. That sounds (laughs) wonderful for an hour of work. So everything adds up in the comedic realm. Yeah, it does. Well, that's great that you've been able to do that. How long have you been on Wild and Out? I got on right before the pandemic. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I'm eternally grateful because I feel like if I, because you were on HQ, right? Yeah. I feel like if I didn't book something like that or Wild and Out before the pandemic, it would have been a long road to anything. It's, I don't know. It's a hard go at it. But that's amazing that you got it. Were you worried like, oh, shit, I got this TV show and now the whole world is shutting down? Or like, I was worried. I thought I literally thought 2020 was going to be my I literally thought I was going to be like on every single TV show by the end of 2020. And <laughs> then during the pandemic, the show got canceled because Nick Cannon had a little, a little bit of a blunder. Oh, I remember. Yeah. On a podcast. So that sent me into even more of an existential crisis because by then I hadn't been on enough seasons to be known from Wild and Out, mm-hmm. but I had been on enough to, it's like a weird, it was like a weird place. Luckily it came back because he apologized. That's good. So that's now we're cooking. You know, people yeah. just need to apologize. Uh, I know, seriously. That's great that it came back though. Yeah. No, Ellen and I were actually laid off uh, very publicly uh, February 14th, 2020. So I thought the year was <laughs> already a pandemic for me. Yes. <laughs> Ellen, you worked at HQ? Yeah, I produced there. Okay. Yeah. We had an early start to the world falling apart. Yes. Well, I remember that because I um, auditioned and then a week later at HQ and a week later they announced. Wait, you you auditioned for HQ? Yeah. And And then then they shut down? Yeah. I was like, I thought I did pretty well. I guess we'll find out. And then they, (laughs) it was good because you're like, I hate when you audition and you did well and you never hear. I was like, oh, cool. Good to yeah, know. I guess it surprised us all. Nobody, I mean, everyone yes. thought it was kind of like maybe it would, it would end sometime, yeah. but then it just mm-hmm. stopped suddenly. <laughs> yeah, and then Crazy. Matt and I went on air that night and we had a party, uh, which was super fun. I remember that. That was um, crazy. You know, it's funny because the press was was wild about that night, but I, I want to just say for the record, I wasn't drunk. 
<laughs> I was just right. emotional from losing my fucking job that day. Yeah, but, of course. You know, Whether everyone's like, they were. were wasted. And I was like, I did have one glass of wine like six hours before. <laughs> if In your defense, I would have been blackout. So <laughs> don't even worry. It's like Andy Cohen on New Year's. People were like, oh, he's, yeah, it's New Year's, bitch. You lost your job. Bitch. Like, Also, they were drink. serving him on air. Like, Right. He's allowed. He's allowed to get drunk. They're giving him drinks and he's holding it on air. It's not like he's like drinking behind the curtain and everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to go on. No, totally. I agree. I think it's more fun. I think all TV should be a little more unpredictable like that. I agree. It's like, I don't know. We're getting a little too structured lately. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And they're like, CNN. And I bet someone at CNN was like, let him have fun. Right. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. So that's, so you guys got left HQ and then a week later pen, the pandemic happened a month yeah it was a month later a month. but yeah. I was oh, like yeah, already yeah. really you know I had like really good like sweatsuits ready to go I was like right. already staying home a lot <laughs> Definitely. I'm like oh we have to stay home more okay mm-hmm. fine oh um, everyone else lost that. their job good <laughs> yeah. it did feel Welcome a little bit like that party. it was weird yeah um, but then it came back a little bit. So I've hosted, uh, you know, a, a bit during the pandemic, but it, I've mm-hmm. mostly been just, it hasn't been regular, I guess, but yeah, like it, it happens, went from, nice. did you, were you doing it every day? Oh my God. When I was first hired, yeah, we were working. I mean, I would do nine shows a week, eight shows a week. Yeah. It was nonstop. And now but, it's whenever they call you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. now it's, they only do it once a week now, the app. So they only do okay. it, I guess, Thursday nights and Matt mostly hosts, uh, Matt Richards. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, Ellen doesn't work there, though, anymore, I should say. No. We should they say that. They don't want me back. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You don't want them. She got new work. She's got Ellen. Yeah. Ellen's a producer. She could do many, many things. Where do you work um, now, Ellen? I work for a creative agency now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it more? Um, they're, you know, they're pros and cons different. to both, I'd say. A job's a job. Job's <laughs> exactly. a job. It's yeah. different. She used to have to deal with me live on air when I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm going to say something bad tonight. Yeah. Did uh, you, you weren't there for my that? fuck. She wasn't there. Yeah, you did. I said fuck once and I thought yeah. I lost my job that night. Uh, you weren't there for that, Ellen, that no. night. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad, <laughs> but I literally was like, fuck it. And I like yeah. threw something and I was like, oh, oh my God. Loops. Um, it's hard to stay clean. You have to stay clean for your show, right? No, Ish. not really. I mean, really? you have to be like, you have to keep TV in mind, but you can kind of do whatever you want. I'm like, do they, do you say fuck a lot on Wild and Out? You're allowed? I don't think I've ever said it. I think one time I was like captain of my team and I told Nick Cannon, like, I'm going to like fuck your team up, but they can just bleep that out and right. it's funny. But I didn't, I don't know. There's, they let, you can just say anything. <laughs> But just That's knowing, nice. like, it, it won't make the episode, so it's, like, stupid to right. say anything. Everyone's, so you shoot all of them together. Like, you yeah. shoot, like, ten, show, 10 episodes or something, and then you're done like for a 30, couple months. Holy 30 shit. 30 in two weeks, yeah. It's 30 insane. in two weeks? Yeah, it's, it's insane. That's like the That's Olympics. It's, like, it's insane. That's why there's, like, you can be, you don't have to be clean because you do so many episodes. Right. So if you mess up and said something way too dirty you can just like do something new the next day there's a lot of opportunities that's cool yeah but also it's so impressive that you're like because a lot i mean it's improvised like if, mm. if my brain's not good for two weeks like i'm not gonna write something you know, know. i'm not gonna write well i'm not gonna like perform well like what if it's, it's like 
same. By the <laughs> end, they, they, I know. Luckily, I have an IUD, so I don't have to there worry about go. that at all. Um, I am a robot, but by the end, you can feel exactly. Viacom knows exactly how many episodes they can get out of you because by the end, it's like you've been wrung out. Yeah, like a wash clock comedically. Like no one has any jokes left, but <laughs> people are like repeating jokes. Like it's a lot. But it's I guess it's lot. smart then to like let you rest for a couple months, six months, and then they're like, yeah. and we're back. You have six yeah. months to come up with new shit and come yeah. back. and rest and stuff. But every day you're like, I don't think I can come up with more stuff. And you're like, okay, that's an angle. And you go up <laughs> and do it again. Uh, that's why you're on it. They knew you could do it. You're, you're yeah. a fucking pro. And I yeah, see like you on stage camp. too. You're good. You, you handle an audience, you know, no matter Thank what you. comes your way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's why. That's what also at the end of the day about Wilding Out, it doesn't matter if you can just like be funny. Mm-hmm. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. Are you having fun touring? Yeah. It depends on the city. Oh. Like, obviously, going to like Austin and DC and Chicago is fun, but Bridgeport, Connecticut and Long Island and Poughkeepsie aren't as fun. So it's like <laughs> a mix of like really cool stuff and like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I places. think anyone would say that about like, you know, touring for food. It's like, well, DC is yeah. better than Poughkeepsie, New York. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I've never really toured. I want to do it. You're inspiring me because I yeah, like. Yeah, you should. I only recently amped it up and yeah. I like being out of New York on the weekends and in New York during the week. I love that. Yeah. I want to do it. on the weekends. There's too much going on. And I also think shows on the weekends like piss me off because you know, it's like a nine to fivers entertainment. I don't like being like part of someone's weekend shut up <laughs> I like a Tuesday night where I can like bring my notes and like it's a real like comedy fan or like yeah. low stakes energy I hate I literally hate Saturday night shows they're the different city. it's bridge and tunnel night you know it's date night it's it's, it's, it's heels it's like mm-hmm. suits with no ties I don't know yeah it's too much um, <laughs> Sunday night is unpredictable. I'll say who, yeah, who goes, I would never go out on a Sunday night. Never. And yet but, people do. Yeah. And they drink and they have, and I'm like, what, who, one day I will be the Sunday night person who, who's right. like, let's go out. Let's fucking go out on a Sunday. I know. I'm surprised with people's casualty when it comes to drink. I'm like a, I don't drink that much maybe. So it's like when it's Tuesday night and people are just popping yeah. the drinks at the shows. I'm like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. Are you in I don't pain either. all the time? I drink on the weekends, but I don't really <laughs> yeah. like. I, I was telling Ellen yesterday when we were recording, I'm like, I, I'm fine with ginger ale for like days on end. And days. I don't. It's my favorite drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Drinking kind of hurts my body now. Well, as as you get over 30, I will say, uh, yeah. you know, it's not the same the next day as it was when no. you were like, when I was 25, I could drink a lot and then wake up and have two bagels. And I'm like, good to go. Me too. Great. I know. I think it's for me. It's more of like a depression, anxiety thing. Like, no. The, what the fuck did you do last night? Right. Yeah. Grow yeah. up. Well, Grow I'm glad that you're up. choosing not drinking then drink because some people would say it's a depression, anxiety thing. I'm just gonna drink and yes. not deal with it. No, totally. She's I do it. fall into like like when I broke up with my boyfriend, I went into like a two month kind of like heavy drinking and smoking phase. But then I woke up one day and I was like, okay, I'm done here. Yeah. I'm I'm very textbook. I'm very predictable. <laughs> That's good. 
Yeah. Uh, you did have fun drinks because we follow each other. And I was like, you had all these fun cocktails over the holiday. I was like, you're at, literally at a, at a party every night. I mean, it looked great. And I was like, I should. And I actually, I made a fun cocktail one night while I was Good. stuck at my parents' house. Yeah. With like yes. rosemary in it, you know, like something. I love that. Mm, holiday. <laughs> right. I know. I was at my mom's place and she moved in with her rich boyfriend so oh, yes, like, you said it. You were like in an, were you in an indoor pool? Yes, they have an indoor pool. I'm like, pool. you're living the fucking life with your cocktails and your floaties. And- it's so insane. <laughs> I can't even describe how Twilight Zone it is because we were, I wasn't raised. I was like lower class and now this bitch <laughs> is just like rich. It's so, I guess it's cool though now that I'm. 30. I guess it's better than being rich and then not being rich. And you could appreciate all of this. You're like, yeah, you can. An indoor pool and these yeah. nice drinks. Yeah, that's amazing. Like scotch. Yes, yeah, so we were drinking Cosmos, um, <laughs> scotch, all sorts, like all sorts of stuff. It was fun. That's fun. I want to come hang out at your mom's place. Or yeah, I'll bring your... you go. It's like six hours away. I'll bring everyone up. Pool party. Yeah. yeah. Bring all the comics. and We all make yeah. cosmopolitans oh and we're like, oh, Hilarious. what a fun time. <laughs> oh. um, well, I love to take it back. I want to talk about Teenage Maddie. What was like the first job that you ever had? Okay. Very first job. Very first job was cleaning my grandma's house. Th- for money. This was a paid job. <laughs> for money, yeah. $25 a week, which at the time I was like, wow. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> that once was a week. lot. I would get $20 yeah. to go to the mall, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can buy so much stuff at Claire's. Mm-hmm. So that was my very first job. I fucking hated it. I actually got fired. Can you believe that? Your I went gra- in one day. Grandma my grandma fired was, you? She fired. She was like, so I think um, – with the school year starting, we can go separate ways. I was like, just tell me that I'm doing I did a bad job, though. I was like, you know, like the first week at a job, you like crush it, every, yep. everything. So, and then with each week, you do less and less until you're just doing like a Clorox wipe. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, she's old. She won't notice. And then I got fired. So I love that whatever. she came at you with this professional, you know, conversation, yes. though. It was like, we're going to go I separate know. ways. <laughs> I was like... And then I called my dad. I was like, I think grandma just fired me. He was like, okay, I'm coming over. <laughs> it was so dramatic. I was like, do I even get a severance? Like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, so I think you should, up. being related, I think there should be a severance there. You I know? agree. I know. So that was my very, very first job. But my first, <laughs> um, like, paid job was being a soccer referee. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Were you a soccer that player was, as a kid? Yeah, I played soccer. And I thought, like, ooh ref what what can it is probably so easy and it was actually kind of hard and um I always forgot to pay attention (laughs) so I would be like oh it's blue and the kids would be like the kids were like seven to eight okay and they were like ref it's red and I'd be like it's red right and the parents would be like come on ref they would call me ref (laughs) that was the most humiliating how old were you I think I was 16 (laughs) 16, maybe seven. It was humiliating. Having parents yell at you yeah, sucks. You're like, this is like a game. It wasn't even like a tryout-based team. Like, everyone gets on the – it was a league where everyone gets in. All, <laughs> it was like one of those, like, $100 leagues that your parents put you in over the summer. And they were so mean to me. I live in a town – I'm from a town where parents are mean. Where, where did you grow up? Outside of Buffalo in, like, the wealthiest town mm. outside of Buffalo. So the parents were, like, super bougie, super mean, super white. <laughs> and 
We're just, like, mean. They have like, to have expectations when the ref is a 16-year-old girl in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, who's thinking about, like, other things than yeah. the game right now. Like, Or, like, so tired because you stayed up all night in your friend's basement doing who knows. <laughs> not, not even drinking, just drinking Sprite or something until yeah. 7 a.m. And now you're uh, refing a soccer game. And that, yeah, I'm not going to know if it's blue or red. <laughs> so that was humiliating. And then I think that was, like, maybe $30 a game. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. How many games a week did you do? You were. I love that you were the ref too, and they called you ref. Like you're breaking the glass ceiling for women ref, female refs. Uh, I know, right? And there's a reason there's not a lot of us because we hear people yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids would. When kids are yelling at you, you're like, "Suck my fucking dick." Yeah. Literally, suck my dick. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I did like two a week, maybe okay. three. And they were seven or eight. I, I, when I was a camp counselor, I couldn't handle the young kids. They, Dude, it's rough. So that yeah. brings me to my next job. I feel like I'm pile driving through these jobs. Super, I, love but I have no, had so great. many jobs in my life that. I know. I wanted to bring something up that I found when I Googled you earlier. Oh, tell me. Okay. <laughs> Let me just brag. She's in Forbes. There's a Forbes article. Oh, my God. That yes. says, 28-year-old Maddie Smith is done with office jobs. Literally pops up when you Google it. I, I was like, this is too good to be true. I, when that came out, I was like, you, you could have said 28-year-old Maddie has a unique comedy, like any sort of, like all these other bitches got that article and it was like, oh my God, a trailblazer. Every, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, this girl's someone you should know. Maddie Smith is done with, uh, oh my God. Maddie's was like, Fuck health insurance. I don't need an office job. I know, right? God, I, I sound like so white. And luckily I, mean, I didn't I have to go back to an you. office after didn't... that came out. Wait, what? Luckily I didn't have to go back to an office oh, after good. that came out. Imagine going back to a, or interviewing for a job and you pull up. Imagine you're interviewing someone and you that's what you find on them. And you're like, no, I'm not right, hiring It's not you. even like on a blog. It's in Forbes, which is I like. Know. <laughs> that was a risk. That was, that was really a risk. funny. I think I said too much in that interview about <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, I can just accept that no office would ever hire me. Not even aside from that article, just like everything I've said online and on podcasts and even on Wild yeah. and Out, I would set on fire if I walked into an office building. I mean, my last office job sparked my unemployed career uh, you yeah. know, brand, so I, I don't yeah. think they're going to hire me at an office either. Yeah, but. it's over. But in that article, you saw... Oh, I was just saying the title of it would crack me up. I mean, I thought oh, it was yes. the funniest thing in the world that that pops up. Literally, it's like you're comedian, you're touring your website. Yes. And then it's like, and she's fucking done with an office job. So yeah. don't even try to get her. <laughs> don't even try. Bitch. Yeah. So that was, I think when I interviewed for that, I had just booked Wild and Out. So, or I just nice. finished a season or something. So I got all this. I quit my last office job when I went to go to do Wild and Out. Makes sense. And so... Started as cleaning my grandma's house okay. and ended in finance <laughs> at a a, jo- at a firm called Newberger Berman, huge wow. like asset management firm. <laughs> and it was like the worst two years of my life <laughs> doing like working at nine to five and doing stand up at night is literally the eighth circle in Dante's Inferno. Yes. I did it for a while. It's hard. It's very it's hard. Did you have to wear the clothes? What clothes? Like the business like, clothes? I did, but they once they realized I like liked clothes, I I started like just dressing like me and Yeah. Like I look back at outfits I wore in my office and I'm like, I can't believe they let me wear like a 
a short denim mini skirt with like high platform yeah. sneakers. Like I looked like a Spice Girl half the time. Yes. Like there are photos what was of your me. Job? I was what an was assistant and an office manager at a venture capital firm for oh four my. years. So I was I was similar, but I was like a pro- project administ- administrative coordinator or something like that. Fancy. That sounds fancier and than assistant. <laughs> it's the same. You're just booking people's travel, writing yeah. off their expenses, calling yeah. them, saying, oh, why did you uh, buy this? Oh, sorry. You can put that on my personal. <laughs> yeah. So like the most humiliating. And they didn't know I did comedy. So. Oh, they didn't? Um, for two years? Two years. I had to keep my shit under wraps. It was the sort wow. of thing where like, I, it was like I decided at the beginning I will not speak at all because if I speak at all, they will ask me more about my life. Yeah. So if I set a precedent of I'm not going to even share anything, they're not even going to dive in. Wow. Whereas I love you, it. That's like a challenge for yourself, especially as like a comic who likes to talk and like be social. I, and <laughs> I love that challenge. It's so I smart never, though. Cause you're right. Like as soon yeah. as you let them know a little bit, yes, like they're going to want more. That's there true. Was one, one day I said something like too funny and they were like, Maddie is just like, she doesn't talk a lot, but when she does, it's like sarcastic. And so, and I was like, okay, now I need to talk even less. <laughs> I had to try to not be funny because, because I didn't want them to know anything about me. And it worked. It wow. no, I was, I was, first of all, I was hurt that no one had ever looked me up because it would take one Instagram search right. to know that I'm, I literally do stand up every, none of those motherfuckers ever looked me up. That's how little respect I got in that office. Holy shit. I can't, I can't believe even at a temp job, the person looked me up and they were like, what do you think you're doing here? And I was like, right. (laughs) Nothing. I think I I also purposefully dressed like so frumpy and (laughs) I was like, not cool at at all. I made myself so uninteresting that they they didn't even notice when I you like played a character. I feel like you went in like, cause (laughs) it's not you. You went in like. This other, you're like, and now I'm corporate Maddie and no one, did you, did you you tell them your real name? Did you like make up a name? (laughs) I went by, I told them I was Maddie, but my email signature said Madeline and they never changed that. My email was Madeline. So I don't think they would even know, like they probably spelled it Mm M-A-D-D-I-E. Like they probably wouldn't even know. Smart. Cause you go by Maddie professionally as a, as a comedian. That's yeah. She's a Madeline in the corporate world, though. Yeah. And I have a friend, Maggie Lally. I don't know if you know her. I think she goes by Mary when she interviews for jobs. <gasps> That's so smart. You're making so me nice. want to, like, like Josie Grossy, you know, like, going back to high school. You're making me want to, like, apply for a job with, like, a completely fake resume with my a different name. Ellen, I should right? do this as, like, an experiment for the podcast. And sure. I'm like, That's a bit. Yeah. to the point where I get a Zoom. I at least should get a Zoom interview, right? And just right. be like, I'm Ashley... It'd be a fun bit. It's good character work, too. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're on Wild and Out. She improvised that character fucking I, for two years straight. You were like, I'm a shy girl I from literally did. Buffalo. They'd be like, how was your weekend? After I did like 19 shows in a weekend. Or like the worst was when I would get, I used to do a lot of roast battles. So I would spend mm-hmm. Thursday night until 2 a.m. calling people small dick, slut, fat, <laughs> whores. And then it's. 8 a.m. How was your night? Oh, good. Nothing crazy. Stay in. <laughs> Ate a sandwich. So weird. It was so weird. I, I honestly, I applaud you. That's ama- amazing that you did that yeah. for that long. Thank you. Well, how I did it end? Well, I, I auditioned oh, you for Wild and Out, and then uh, Wild and Out said, we're going to fly you down to Atlanta 
for a week of like more auditioning. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to quit and run with this. And if I don't get it, I'll go back to the off. I'll go back to any job because any like woman in New York can get any sort of those jobs. <laughs> you can go to a recruiter and be like, hi, I want to be at NVIN. Okay, cool. Right. Here's a job. You can have it today. Right. So I think I was like, let's just do it. And um, I told one person at my job, he was like kind of like a dad and was very accessible and always nice. I was like, hey, this is the reason I've been really tired all the time. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do comedy and I'm leaving to do more comedy. And now he texts me every so often. He's like, wow, just saw this or like just stumbled upon this. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, it was like fun to like let the secret out. Mm, I like that. I it's funny. I think back. I'm like, should I have done that? But in my interviews, I was like, I do comedy. I act. Sometimes I might have to leave for an audition. I I wanted to be like upfront because I was like please know this is my life. But of course, you know, then there were, I lied for the next four years whenever I had an audition. I was like, I have therapy. I'm I'm, I'm so sorry I have to go, but they knew. And I also made a lot of videos. So they knew that, Yes, but it actually worked in my favor because they were, they uh, like had tech companies. And so I got to like produce videos for some of their tech companies. And I was like, yeah, Oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, mine was very cut and dry, like old school finance. Yeah. Suits every day. Um, so I think they they wouldn't hire me if I told them that. Right. Yeah. Because it would be like, is she going to be tired? Is, is something unprofessional about her going to come out? <laughs> like all sorts of stuff. I love that. I, I hope they all see you on TV now at some point. I know, and right? they're like, is that... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I know. Actually, a couple of them are still in my DM request. You know, like the request part of Instagram. A couple of them are in there yep. like, hey, I was at Newburger. Like, can't wait to see. I'm not I'm like, I'm not ta- I'm not responding to this. <laughs> if you come to a show and tell and say hi, I will speak to you. But I'm not Absolutely. DMing. Yeah, I'm not DMing back. I'm not. No, we're not doing this. Yeah. Well, I hope they come to a show of yours because you're very funny. They're going to they're going to think you're even funny. If they thought you were that dry, I know. shy, they're going to be like, holy I know. shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, I also had a huge fear of like walking into like New York or comedy club or Gotham and seeing and they're there because they're the type of people who go to those shows is fine. Yeah. And they, they take their clients to stuff like that, too. And I remember one time I was processing like an expense report and one of them was like Gotham Comedy Club. And I was like, oh, my God. And like <laughs> Catherine Cohen was on it and like Chris Red. And I was like, I can't. My worlds are colliding. Uh, that's funny. Was I was crazy. worried when I tempt right before I booked HQ, Ellen, you know this, I, I tempted this awful private equity firm and they wanted me to work there full time. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm just a temp. And I like really yeah. stuck to it and uh, they paid okay, but they were awful people. But yeah. I kid you not, I worked for a woman. I used to talk about it a lot on stage. I worked for a woman named Anne Frank and I thought it was just the funniest oh. fucking thing in the world. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to talk about this on stage. And she like was the type of person who I think would maybe show up. You know, she knew I, I did comedy. I didn't, like, right. bur- like talk much about it, but I think at one point, she, and I was like, oh, she's like, oh, well, my husband and I, you know, we go to theater, and I was like, maybe we'll come to a show. And so on all my shows, I'd be like, is Anne Frank here? Oh, my God. Hilarious. I'm going to talk about her. Is she here? Are you here? <laughs> is she hiding? <laughs> she's hiding. <Yeah. laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's yeah, so awkward. You're just like, I'm trying to make money. I will say, though, at the finance places, it's hard to leave when you get a bonus and yeah, money you get a bonus, you get lunch, you awesome. get all the perks, you get great yeah, benefits. If yeah. I didn't do comedy, I would probably just work in finance. Yeah. 
yeah. like an easy finance job. I wouldn't try to climb to the top, but I would just like do like an easy. My parents used to bet. They're they're like, are you interested? Is is working at this firm making you interested in venture capital? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I know my mom would used to be like, maybe, you know, you get your um, what's it? What's what are the tests they take? CS something. Uh, I don't CRs, know. <laughs> CRs. There's some sort of test to like become like an analyst. She's like, I maybe the exposure and you'll you'll learn that you love uh, finance and and mutual funds. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always trying to veer. Or my mom would be like, you you never know. Maybe you'll meet a really nice guy. Yeah, at Newberger. They like my mom wanted me so bad to like find a non. Now I'm fine because I'm like doing well. But before then, she was like anything other than. This right. thing that's making you so tired. You're like, nah, I'd rather talk about dicks on stage, but yeah. thank you for your input. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. <laughs> Aw. Um, okay, so wait, we got on our finance kick. What did you do before yes. you got into this finance job? What it, You said after the referee. Did yes. you work in college or? I did work in college. Oh, my God. I've had so many jobs in my life. I'm only remembering. I, I only just remembered the ref thing now. Um in college, I did work study. Um, okay. That was pretty boring. I was just like um, doing like random stuff for a professor. And then I also was the editor of our college newspaper that I got paid for. Nice. Yeah. That was a like young a writer. That's good. Yeah. I thought I wanted to go into journalism. And then I saw all my friends become like interns at Mashable. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. You know, we we all think we're like the next Atlantic writer. Sure. And then you see your friends write listicles and you're like, I think I am good. Wow. I think I'm good on that. Um, but my first job out of college, I worked at a food bank in Rochester, which is near Buffalo. Okay. Selling fruits and vegetables to like underserved communities in, the, in the area. That's nice. It was nice. It was a lot of work. It's really hard to sell people healthy food. I bet. I mean, idealistic. Yeah. How did you, did you want to do this job? How did you like fall into that? Yeah. When I was in college, I majored in econ and then I wanted to go into like food justice. I feel like I was in college until 2014 and I feel like local food justice, food desert was like a trendy, not that, you know, like socioeconomic issues are trendy, but. Right. But you were, it was a woke time for like to be in college and to be I don't know like it was figuring out I I hate using that word but you know what I mean it was like yes you didn't need a traditional major you wanted to do something like you want to be different I'm not like other girls I'm not like other girls I sell fruit so absolutely (laughs) so I wanted to go into this like whole like food desert public health thing so I got this job where um, it wasn't like food drive stuff. It was like the food bank would buy huge amounts of fruits and vegetables locally wholesale mm-hmm. and they would sell them to people just at like a super low cost. So it was like about like empowerment sure, and like you, they could use like their EBT. So I spent like a, all that time helping people with like these, um, farm stands and like this truck that would drive around called the curbside mm-hmm. market. We had fruits and vegetables on it and we were like, take it out in the snow and during the summer and sell the stuff. And then I would do like little cooking demonstrations at the truck, show people how to cut butternut squash and stuff like that. 
Nice. Yeah. So it's like it was, a bougie. It was fun. I, I mean, it sounds it sounds lovely. What? Yeah. You know, for a gig, were you performing at this time? Were you like doing comedy? No, I started when I moved to New York, so that was six years ago. So okay. this was just for the year after college. So this was 2014 to 2015. Okay. So I wasn't performing, but I wanted to go to an open mic in Rochester. But the problem with small cities like Rochester is. When you're someone in your 20s, you know everyone else in their 20s there Mm. because it's such a small city. And I was like, if I go and I do well, everyone's going to, even people at my job are going to (laughs) know. So I didn't start till I moved to New York because I was like, when I moved to New York, I was like, okay, now I'm anonymous. Right. And no one will ever know if I do badly. Did you want to perform growing up? Like, did you do theater or anything like that? I was in theater in high school. Okay. And... Um. Um, I did musical theater, drama club, chorus. I was like a chorus girl and yeah. all the music stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in musical theater, they had this, uh, for the musical, they had something called like the sausage king and queen, which <laughs> like the class clown. And I was the sausage queen. I like hosted like the one X variety <laughs> show name. and I know, right. I hosted this variety show and all the moms were like, you need to be on stage for the rest of your life. <laughs> so like I knew like early on that I had, and I was always like the funny one in the friend group, Yeah. but I just ignored it for so long out of fear of failure. I think mm. like I scheduled like an audition for the improv troupe in college, but I didn't show up cause I was too nervous that I would do badly. And it would be like a reflection of my personality. Oh, no, it's okay. I think if but I wasn't, weird to, it's, for, it's like, look how far you've come mentally. Like you were scared to go audition and now you're on like literally like the, one of the biggest improv, you know, on know. camera. Shows. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm actually thankful I didn't. Cause I feel like, um, did you do improv in college? I didn't do improv in college. I did it at UCB when I first moved to New York. Okay. I did theater I feel, in college, like not as a major. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like, um, extracurricular. Like, yeah, the musical and stuff I would do. I feel like people who do improv in college don't end up well. <laughs> they like they like have their they're like big fish in a little pond yeah and they have a hard time transitioning because they're like i was the funniest in my i i led my whatever my group's name was yeah i yeah. read the, i led the dirty blankets you know <laughs> and like i will I, say i saw improv in college and there were some guys who did improv at my school i went to school in boston and and they all booked late night shows like as writers really? and i was like wow they did it yeah. Where did you go to school? Boston University or Boston mm-hmm. College? BU. BU? Yeah. May, I think my school was just like too unknown. Where'd you go? SUNY Geneseo. It's it's one of the SUNY, like a liberal arts school mm-hmm. near Rochester. Yeah. But they, when you when I went to that school, that when you start going there, they're like, this is a name school. Mm-hmm. Like you will get, jo- and you go to your first job interview and they're like, so what's Genesoa? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got screwed. <laughs> so I feel like Boston probably has like a connection, like an alumni connection. That probably. Might, but but you also know they were probably just good. When you said that about improv troops, I also, my brain went to, you know who else? I don't know that they ended up so well. Uh, the acapella group. I was going to say that. I was literally going to, um, I was literally going to finish your sentence. I agree. Yeah. Cause they're king of the fucking castle. Yes. And then they get out and they're like, oh, I'm not in pentatonics. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's what I happened. Never I sang and I was like, I don't want to do acapella. I don't want to yeah. do like bump, 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 bump on it's every corny. song. I was like, another uh-uh. thing I auditioned for and didn't get. And to this day, I'm thankful was that I did not get into hips and harmony. I'm so <laughs> thankful. <laughs> um, so because then I ended up doing the newspaper and we just made fun of everyone on campus. And it just made me so much more snarky. Nice. 
We made That's fun why of you're everyone. a comedian. You wanted to write about it. You were like, I don't need to get on a stage and like fucking badmouth these people. No. Let's just let's just put it in print. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like being part of like snarky groups. Like acapella was a little too um, serious, like mm-hmm. serious, fun, like gay in a happy way, like, gay, like in a yeah. happy way, you know, like, <laughs> same with uh, imp- like the improv. I feel like a lot of people in my improv in college ended up as like Christian adults. Oh, okay. <laughs> they veered Christian. I also remember going to an improv show and one guy did like a an, an, uh, Chinese impression for like the entire show. Oh, no. And the God. audience lost their shit. They loved oh, it. No. They loved it. Poor this guy. <laughs> he, he murdered. Oh, yeah, God. Crazy. God. Wow. Hopefully no one filmed it because he's done now. <laughs> he's done. Now you can't say anything. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So back to your question. I wasn't performing. Okay. In Rochester, yet. I was performing through my cooking demonstrations, though. Very fun. I know. You're like the Rachel Ray of town, it sounds like. It was horrible. Do you, you know like to cook? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty... I'm good at vegetables just because they're so easy. I don't like cooking meat. I don't like touching meat. Okay. Um, um, I like to cook. Um, I didn't really love the demonstrations. It was like a lot of stuff to carry for people who weren't even going to watch. <laughs> You had to carry sh- everything. <laughs> I had to carry this huge thing and like showing people how to cut a butternut squash is humiliating because <laughs> it's so hard to do. And while you're doing it, you have to be like, it's so healthy. And you have like the knife, the knife is stuck and you're like, it is so easy. Yeah. And it's like, you're like just one more little. And what helps is actually heating up it in the microwave for 10 minutes. And they're like, we don't have a microwave. And you're like, no problem. <laughs> it was like, you see uh, the sun? <laughs> yeah, just leave it out. Because our uh, squashes are so abundant in upstate New York. So the agency was like obsessed with pushing squash. Because a lot of the people that we served were like obsessed with sweet potatoes. So I would try to sell them butternut squash as an alternative. Mm-hmm. And it was so embarrassing trying to peel that in front of people. <laughs> People who were literally would only buy iceberg lettuce and apples. <laughs> they didn't want. They didn't want any of the other shit we were offering. I'm laughing so, so hard too because I try. I make soups. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you know. I'm a soup queen, and it's a yes. passion. And I. I've been trying to ASMR my my videos, and oh, yeah. I was trying to slice a butternut squash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my knife kept getting stuck. There's like half a second of like a slice, but then it was like suck, stuck, so I couldn't it's do it. And I was like, fuck this vegetable. I'm not going to film it anymore. <laughs> it sucks because they're so good. But I look I at them in the cut. grocery store and I'm like, I know. Yeah. So much effort to cut. peel. I know. Fuck I it. look at them in the store and I'm like, I can't this week. Mm-mm. I'm tired. Yeah. It's okay. No, yeah, it's no. Okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. And spaghetti squash spend- is easy. I don't like spaghetti squash. It hurts. It, it hurt my stomach once and I never went. Really? <laughs> I know. And it's also like, it, if you have spaghetti squash with like only marinara, like you will be hungry 10 minutes later. Yeah. It's like you water. Just eat spaghetti. It, it's really filling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Our society is crumbling when it comes to food. <laughs> um, are there any other jobs that you had that you're like, that was a bad time or a good yes. time? I have one more crazy job, okay, Okay. between the fruits and vegetables job and the finance job. This is my last job. I, okay, so I left the fruits and vegetables job. I thought I was going to work there, like, forever, but then I got a call from my college, and they were like, we have a warehouse space in Red Hook, Brooklyn, 
Okay. And we need someone to move down there and help us start the program. So long story short, you guys ever been to Red Hook? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the fairway building and all those like buildings. So Isn't there an, an Ikea alum- down in Red Hook too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So there's all these like waterfront buildings and an alum of my college, a 70 plus year old man owns all those buildings. Whoa. <laughs> he bought them like in the eighties for like no money, like $300,000 for all of them. Wow. And so he's like famous in Brooklyn. And so he's an alum and he's like, and they were like, we want to develop our relationship with Greg O'Connell and we want <laughs> you to move down there and study Red Hook and build relationships. I was like, first of all, I'm 23. Like this is someone with like a PhD and like community blah 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 but they chose you (laughs) yeah because i got they could pay me nothing and i don't know it's so weird so they sent me down to red hook brooklyn to like this we had like a single warehouse they made it sound like it was like a loft above fairway (laughs) that was like finished and furnished and it wasn't it was like a basement that had been the building had been flooded by Sandy in 2012 and I moved down there in 2015 and you could feel like the warmth of an old flood and they were like here live in this abandoned warehouse I didn't live there but I was supposed to like blueprint it out oh and like but there was no fixing this room when I tell you it was so fucking it was like a basement it was (laughs) so bad And they wanted me to, like, explore ways that professors could come down and conduct their urban studies research and students would come down. But what the people at the college didn't know was that Red Hook is not a normal Brooklyn. They were picturing, like, brownstones and the subway. And they're like, oh, a mile's not that far to walk to the train. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. so hard to get to. It's like in the middle so of nowhere. Hard. You said it, and Ellen and I live in Brooklyn, and I was like, oh, where Ikea is. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. where my brain went. I'm, there are some it's cool insane. restaurants now. I think it's a little bougier now than it ever was. Yeah. But yeah. Even then, you're like, no one should be, we should not be bringing students down here. <laughs> like, it, so I spent two years in that job. I knew within a month that it was not. It was a no-go. Yeah. But I was like, all right, let's see what we can milk out of this. And then I started comedy. I moved there in July 2015, started comedy December 2015. And once I started comedy, I was like, they're not watching what I'm doing. And then the person who wanted me to start the Red Hook program retired, moved to a different college. So then I took back a burner for the college for like a year and a half while they worked on hiring a new provost. So, cause the interim provost like wasn't going to fucking mess with Red Hook. He was just like, he, he kept apologizing to me. He was like, I'm so sorry. We haven't been there, Maddie. Like, but we, we, I will follow up next week. And I just leaned harder into comedy. So then by the time there was a provost and she was like, we're coming down. I was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> oh my God. That's I awesome. quit. They just I, kept on paying you to like, it do was mind blowing. Every day I felt, I felt both guilt and like, just run with it. <laughs> I felt like I was going to get sued and also like, no, just run with it. They are dysfunctional. And the more time that went on, the less I went to that warehouse space, the more I just stayed. They also like, um, put me up in this four bedroom apartment that was like, they wanted students to stay in, but then someone came in and spec or like the um, student coordinator stepped in and was like, no, there's no sprinklers. There's no exit signs. There's no wheelchair except all the stuff you need for, for student safety. There's no RA. I'm not RA 
uh, certified or whatever. <laughs> and the neighborhood had wolves running. There's stray dogs in the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> so like the more they put it off, they had these conversations on the campus while I just sat there and pretended oh like God. I would like check in every week and be like, hi, just wanted, I would send them emails being like, hello, to make them think Beard. that I was like, what's going on here? Even though I was leaving my house at 2 p.m., to do like six open mics in a show. <laughs> and and I you have, were, so you lived in a four bedroom apartment. You worked yeah. in an empty warehouse yeah. and you got paid to check in once a week. And what if that, I love this. That's amazing. And then I think, I think one summer I had two professors come stay and I like panic. Cause of course, if you're in a four bedroom apartment, we're never gonna, your shit's every, my shit was everywhere. And this was before I was 30 and neat. I was, there was shit everywhere. There was like clothes all over. So like the day before they came, I put stuffed it all in my room and made all of their beds and stuff. And then <laughs> they still complained about like how I wasn't there enough. And so you I You didn't have to pay rent here either? No. Holy no. shit. It was insane. It was insane. I can't emphasize how crazy it was. I know. For anyone listening, this is this is not a typical, I moved to New York and it was hard for a couple of years. No. <laughs> It was great. There was definitely a transition once I had to start paying rent, but mm-hmm. that's when I started working in finance and that's when my money just, that Came first in. paycheck, you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. thank God. Because even when I wasn't paying rent at the apartment, I was like, I was fucking like half depressed, half like motivated to do comedy, but also depressed because I didn't know what was happening with my job and I don't like feeling like a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with, I had to deal with like, they know that I'm dropping the ball, but I also know that there's no ball to drop. Yeah. But also like I don't, once I got the finance job, I was so thankful for structure. Yeah. And like I rode that high for like seven months. I was so glad for like expense reports and like an office building. Yeah. With elevators. Were you lonely during that time? Like it sounds like there was no one really around, right? During the day. But once I started, like when I got to my mics, I would see so many people. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I would go home and sleep till one. And if they send me an email, I would respond very professionally and be like, no worries. Like whenever you get the chance. (laughs) And then I would go out and do it. And I have that to thank for like my first two years of comedy. I just like accelerated so quickly because I was kind of living like a person with rich parents, how they can like (laughs) just excel and And just do it. Yeah. I didn't know this about you. And also, I didn't know you've, like, have only been here for five years. I, you, you're a very mm-hmm. seasoned comic in my, in my eyes. Oh, so thank you. I feel like well, I'm like... I think I have those couple years to thank. Yeah. Well, Just see, cause, college came in, you know, it came through. You were like, yeah. I was, I got there and every interview is like a no name. It's like, yeah, well, they helped you in a lot of other ways. Too, I know. That's why I feel bad. Nice. <laughs> I did end up getting into a couple arguments with the provost at the end. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was lashing out a little bit. I just love that you had this close relationship with, like, if you asked me who the provost was of my college, I couldn't, I would not even be, I was like, maybe I've seen the name written on a, an email, but like, you know, they were like, you know what? Let's call Maddie. Maddie's gonna, (laughs) Maddie will run the Red Hook campus. We're good to go. (laughs) It was so bizarre. And so funny. My mom and I were like, oh my God this is the opportunity of a lifetime. And like the minute I got down there, I was like, Oh, this is, this is bad. And like, they wanted like me to like recruit local students to like want to go to Geneseo. But like, I would meet with like nonprofits, educational nonprofits. And they'd be like, 
the average like score is their average GPA at these schools are like 79 <laughs> and Geneseo has like a 93% and above. It just like wasn't, no, and no one wants to go six miles out of the city. They want to go to like at most Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was hard. crazy. I felt like such like, um, what's it called? College on the Hill or whatever. <laughs> when you're just like, you must come to this liberal arts they're like, what, what sort of skills will our students learn? And I'm like, hmm, uh, humanities and Dickens and... Yeah, and the so classics. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's funny because you say that and I'm like, wow. I, when I went to college, I literally was like, is there a Starbucks here? Because yeah. I can't. I can't be away from places I know, like Starbucks. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here yeah. for any of the right reasons, you know? I'm I was here. not at college for the right reasons either. I, I went to college to black out <laughs> and party. After my first semester of college, I didn't realize you were supposed to, like, actually even try in classes. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted to black out and, like, fuck dudes. <laughs> You're me. Was... I literally was on academic probation. Really? Mm-hmm. No one tell because we watch all these movies about how fun college is, Mm-mm. and then you're like, ooh, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm the slut with a two point six. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> that was me. They were yeah. like, I remember I got it. They said you're on academic probation, and I was like, why? I'm yeah. smart, and, <laughs> and they're like, well, you missed nine lectures in this yes. class, and I was like, they were Fridays. <clears throat> I go out Thursdays. <laughs> I know, dude. I was going out Wednesday to Sunday at one point. Luckily, I. But you know what sucks about that is once you get a low GPA, it takes the next three years to bring it up to like a three point fucking four. That's yeah. why I'm like. If you are paying for college, there should be no GPAs. Mm-hmm. It's summer camp for four years. The fact that, I mean, I don't have to send out my transcript anymore, but like <laughs> the fact that I have to show people that I got like under a 3.5 because I fucked up freshman year because no one told me how to have discipline mm-hmm. and I'm 50K in debt, that is inappropriate. Yeah. It should yeah. just be degrees. I, I completely agree with you. Fuck the GPA thing. My GPA is terrible right. because of freshman year. And I like yeah. tried to make it up. Like in the, I had to go in the summer. They weren't going to really? let me back in the fall and I had to go in the summer. And I <laughs> I was like good in high school. When I got to college, I was like, I don't care. I was good I'm, in high school too. I'm here to sing. I'm here to be a yes. fucking actress. Um, but I took acting classes over the summer and like mm-hmm. I just had to like breathe and close my eyes and like lay on a floor for like six weeks. And yeah. they were like, you got an A. And I was like, oh, good. okay, good. That'll raise my GPA like two points or something. I know. It's so, when you start points. calculating, it's so annoying. Yeah. I used to get so pissed. I should have transferred to community college or something. <laughs> it was a mess, a messy four years. Well, then they got you a home in New York and now I know. you're a successful comedian. So I know. I love it. I can't, I can't You have a good origin anyone. story. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? It's crazy, but I, 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 all, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm so weird. glad so, you did this. It was too I good. I know. I haven't. And now I'm just, now I'm just, I guess, when this lifestyle, we just botch stuff together. Yep. So to the guys that I go on dates with, they're like, what do you do during the day? I'm like, shut up. I post on TikTok. <laughs> Don't even fucking act. <laughs> I post Don't be rude. She's good, too. Ellen knows this. My goal of 2021 is, at, or 2022, Anna's got to blow up on TikTok. It's all, mm-hmm. it's Maddie, the future. it's all I want right now. It's, it's the future. Because Instagram psycho. is like dead. Yeah. <laughs> It is yeah. the future. I enjoy TikTok more. I like seeing yeah. people's random, like random people's shit. I don't need to see people from high school who had another baby and oh, and they're Done. in Italy. I'm like, no, I'd rather see you, this like 
fucking stranger in Connecticut. Show me how to make a meal. <laughs> I think it melts your brain, though. It hurts my like head after a while. It does. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Something about scrolling on TikTok has made me sad lately. Just like really, no. Yeah, I'm just like if you're doing this, go do something else. Like it means wow. if you're doing this, it means you have free time. Go do something else. Wow. Don't follow me because I'm really going hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be like, oh, I can't believe I did her podcast. So get a life, man. <laughs> Do something with your time. It's, it's so addictive. It really is. It is. Um, well, you're the funniest. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you uh, for having me. This was so fun. So fun. I hope we get to see each other again soon. Uh, IRL. Are you doing that Sunday show every week? I am right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm doing on it, it in a couple of weeks, I think. Okay, good, yeah. I'll probably see you before then. I hope so. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do more shows because I don't have a job at night like I used to. No. <laughs> Which is weird, but we'll chat. Maybe we'll chat because I need, I need to book some more shows. But Yeah, um, let me know. Um, tell the people where they can find you, oh. see you, watch you. Yes. You post a my... lot. You got, your podcast comes out a lot, right? Yeah, my, well, every Monday. Um okay. So, yeah, that time of the week podcast. And then So Maddie Smith on all the medias. Um, I got all my dates and everything up there, too. So whatever you guys are into, you'll find there. Yeah, go see her on tour and watch you on MTV, right? Yes, that too, <laughs> if you have it. I don't have cable, so I don't even watch myself. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. I do. I'll watch you. I'll invite you over. Okay. We'll watch your show sometime. Yeah, we should. That'd okay. be great. All right, we'll hang out. Um, All right. Cool. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Go follow Maddie Smith. That was such a fun episode. I love Maddie Smith. She's so funny. She's good. It's nice to hear from another upstate gal. Oh, yeah. You didn't even say it. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. You maybe you saw a cooking demo. Maybe you went. Maybe you no. Mm, I didn't really spend that much time in Rochester. <laughs> but when she said Buffalo, I was like, oh, oh. ding 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 ding. I'll let her, I'll tell her the next time I see her okay. when we all hang I love, out to I talk love about that. the biz. I want to hang out with her. You know, I've seen her on all these shows, and she's so funny. And I'm like, I like her. I want to be friends with her. Um, yeah, hopefully she she'll be friends cool. with me because I'm only 24. You know, and she's over 30. It's wild. Yeah, I know. It's, it's wild like- and out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Wait, so, okay, you guys know that we have been asking you, we've been begging you to fucking call the line, call the hotline, leave a voicemail, because, like, like it's 1994. Leave a fucking voicemail. Make a phony phone call for all I care. I honestly would probably love it, but we got a voicemail. This is great. And Ellen's played it for me maybe seven times, and I still have no idea if it's real, if it's a recording. So we're going to play it for you guys to hear. Okay, let's. this is what we got on the voicemail. <laughs> I'm just saying, if your company has been telling you they're going to promote you for six months and they haven't, this is your sign to leave. Bonus points for going back to your pre-pandemic job for more money. Oh, yeah. Okay. What is that? Can it we sounds, let's break it down? Okay, it sounds like a pre-recorded thing, but then you were like, "I think it's just someone airing out their frustration." It's someone venting, which I. With- it sounds like somebody venting, which I really like. I want more people to use the number uh, yeah, for that. Yeah, I want people to vent like that. But she's giving everyone a sign. Can you play it one more time? Can I, I have to hear it one more time. I'm just saying, if your company has been telling you they're going to promote you for six months and they haven't, this is your sign to leave. Bonus points for going back to your pre-pandemic job for more money. And yes. I like what she's saying, too. Yep. yep. It's powerful. If they, 
Yeah, because they're they're fucking. Uh, what is it called? They're gaslighting you if they're telling you they're going to promote you, promote you, promote you. Six months go by and you still haven't been promoted. Uh, uh-uh. if you're going to promote, if you tell me you're going to promote me and it's Thursday, it better be there by Monday. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You don't dangle that carrot. Is that yeah. what it is? You don't dangle that carrot in front of someone's face and then make yeah. them fucking wait six months. It's just such a mysterious call too. It's like, well, what is this pre-pandemic job that was paying you more money? Why did you take this other job that paid you less money? I'm just, well, I have so many questions. I but- do. Uh, yeah, I do. And that the only reason I think it's not like a pre-recorded thing is what did she say in the beginning? She goes, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because it would start with the, if you've been, you know, uh, if you've been promised a promotion and six months go by and you haven't gotten, but the, I'm just saying is like, Hey bitch, I, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm going on a podcast and I'm going to fucking rat you out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's a robo call. I think it's real. Robo call. Thank you. That's what I, the word I needed. Thank you to whoever sent that in. I thought it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. And I also hope that, A, I hope you left that place or they gave you such a fucking fat promotion that you are just like, you know what? It was worth it to wait six months, you know, like like that check is just uh, forget the last six months. It's so big that you're like, I, I, you know, I'm sorry I ever had a problem, but If not, I hope you left. And obviously you're going to find something else because they were dishonest with you. And Mm -hmm. no one wants to work for dishonest people. Wait, what was the thing going back to your job, your job that pays more money pre-pandemic? Yeah. Don't go back to your – she said don't go back to your job. She said bonus points for going back to your job that paid more money pre-pandemic. I mean, we just made it through a pandemic. I say go to whatever fucking job that pays you the most money that you can tolerate, that you can do and excel yeah, in. This sounds like a plan. At the end of the day, it's just a job and, you know, go where go where you're appreciated, go yeah. where the money is, you know. Yeah. I Make- think I need to go back to college and get them to fucking pay for me to live in a <laughs> in an empty loft somewhere, four-bedroom <laughs> apartment, so I can just focus on comedy and still make a paycheck every week. God yeah, that's it. Maddie amazing. Smith, living legend, that girl. I mean <laughs> My college has never called me and been like, hey, we want to give you a job. <laughs> no, like- my college calls and says, Hey, we want you to donate to this school that costs billions of dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I graduated. And I don't make enough money to fucking give you $20 today. So something, I, I would say that's on you and not me. Right. <laughs> it's not on me. <laughs> oh, but what a story. I really, you know, uh, some people, that's a cool, it's a cool thing. I love that she's like, it was like rich parents, but it wasn't. It was, they relied on her for a gig and it, it was the gig that helped her get to where she is in comedy. So yes, take it, run with it. Take it. it. Um, All right, you guys, I love you all. Ellen, uh, you got more work this week? You got to work this week? Yep. I got to make TikToks. Working through, almost making it to that weekend, right, guys? (laughs) We're listening to this on a Wednesday. Yes, we're almost there. Wednesday, hump day, baby. Yeah. Um, 
hump day. Remember I asked if I could say hump day in HQ once. I was like, am I allowed to say hump day? And they were like, maybe not. And then I heard Sharon do it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm saying it. <laughs> Sharon says it. Did they not notice? Because she has Sharon's an always breaking those boundaries. Uh, you know what? Or she's just setting the path for all of us. It was, you know, she's a yep. queen. Um, we should have Sharon back on the pod. I feel like we we, we should have a catch up. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, all right, cool. Well, I got to go back to work, which is making TikToks. Uh, it's become my full-time job this week, this month. You know that. Guys, yes. follow me there. But also follow the podcast. Follow us on social media. If you have so many ways to contact us, if there's something you want to say anonymously or not, all you have to do is send a DM on Twitter to Unemployed Podcast or send it on Instagram. Or you can email us at theunemployedteam at gmail.com. Or, Ellen, you give them our phone number, 929. Right. I'm going to memorize it. Have you memorized it yet? Nope. Definitely Here not. Here comes 929-274-4837. Call for a good time. I can't memorize numbers. Some, I panic when Jared's like, do you know my number? And I'm like, I don't even know <gasps> Dan's number. No, there you go. It's not. There you go. We don't, phone numbers are of the past. Um, all right. That's it, guys. Go rate and review and follow Maddie. She's so funny. You're going to love her stuff. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.